0: welcome to the great lakes fishing podcast presented by fishhawk electronics if you're looking for news tips and stories about fishing the great lakes you've come to the right place and now your host chris larson hello and welcome to the great lakes fishing podcast today we're joined by captain richard brant from real action charters and captain richard brant is a western new yorker captain welcome to the show how you doing Doing great, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, tell us in our audience a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, well, I am born and raised in Buffalo, New York. I actually live about 10 minutes from Lake Erie, and I'm about a half hour from Lake Ontario. Uh, I'm a local charter out of multiple ports. I don't dedicate myself to one lake. I fish the Great Lakes from Lake Ontario, Lake Erie, the Lower Niagara, the Upper Niagara, targeting multiple species, uh, and that, that's pretty much it.
0: Very good. Uh, your charter is Real Action Charters. Tell us a little bit about Real Action Charters.
1: Um, So about Real Action Charters is that I started it, I'm going on my sixth year as a guide now, and I was just a fun fisherman, weekend fisherman every day with my buddies. Um, I got inspired to go get my captain's license from a, a local guide as well, and he uh, told me to go get it, so I did that. And I decided to make a business out of it. And it took forever to figure out the name. And there's a lot of people, unfortunately, with real action charters, but they're all in Florida. There's guys in other parts of New York. And it was just a headache. And I finally got it started. And what I like to do is I go go out and try to make people's day. That's it.
0: Yeah, so you fish out of a trailerable boat. Like you said, you fish out of multiple ports. Uh, I know you just got a new boat this year. Tell us a little bit about your boat.
1: I did, I actually bought a Nitro ZV21, it's got a 350 Verado on it, it's got a 20-horse Mercury Pro XS Kicker on there. Um, I actually was in a Lund Pro-V 20-foot boat for a while, and just the price was right, and I decided to pull the trigger on it and get a fiberglass boat. I wasn't, I wasn't going to get a lake boat, and I thought about it really hard, but then I was like, well, I don't want to have both. I really don't. I like the option of going from Lake Erie one day to next day, Lake Ontario, and then I like to fish in wintertime as well, like I said, in the gorge.
0: So you you went from that Lund to the Nitro, said you went into fiberglass. Tell us a little bit about that change from going to an aluminum boat to fiberglass and and why you did that.
1: Um, I didn't think it would be too much of a difference, but I can say it's a a major difference. It's a lot heavier. It's, I think, 2,500 pounds heavier, and it just handles the rougher water a lot more. I mean, you can go a little bit faster. I mean, can you go with 3540 and three four-footers? No, but... You just, I mean you probably can but you're gonna beat up your boat. Um it's definitely a major difference. It doesn't list as much if you're leaning on one side, if you're going with the waves. Um it doesn't feel like it drags like where, where that the back end of it will will kind of list with it as well. But other than that, it's, it's a major difference. It's bigger, it's eight foot nine inches wider, and it's two more feet longer. And it's just it's just a bulldog in the rough water.
0: Yeah, so having that just a little bit more weight and, and a little more size is going to help you kind of carry that that water when you're in some some heavier storm or heavier water anyway uh, with those waves. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you fish, and I, I guess if someone called and said, "Hey, what are we going to do today?" Uh, how how does that conversation go?
1: Uh, how that conversation goes, like say, Chris, if you called me and said. I want to go out fishing i'll ask well what do you have in mind do you want to go lake ontario and catch king salmon do you want to go to lake erie catch walleye kind of narrow it down from there and then if you were like well i just want to catch fish and i'd be like well do you want to eat fish do you, do you want multiple fish do you want to have a shorter day longer day and i usually try to chase whatever's biting the most i mean right now i am on lake erie i've been fishing lake erie for the last week i was out there this morning um it was pretty rough we got we didn't get blown off the water. We just called it a day around 1 o'clock. It was probably 3 to 5, occasional 5, nothing crazy. But we caught thirty walleye, and we were well over our limit by 9 o'clock this morning, and we ended up letting the rest go and called it a day. But I just pretty much chased the bite. And from here on out, most of the guys in my area want walleye.
0: What what port were you guys fishing on this morning?
1: Uh, we were bottom-bouncing four rods with number four Colorado blades and really uh, small 6-millimeter real small beads and actually smaller one, number, uh, not number one, number four hooks, only one of them, and using a half a worm. It's a little different than some people do. And then we were using free color lead, which is a new suffix lead. It goes about seven to eight feet of color. And the walleye speeds, I was going about one eight to two
0: two. Well, whereabouts were you guys fishing today?
1: So we were fishing small boat harbor, which would be closest to the Peace Bridge. And that would be considered like the, the northern part of Lake Erie. And, well, if you're looking at a map, it would be like, northwest um we fished we, what we call the elbow and so we're the canadian and uh the canadian american line meet in city of buffalo and it actually makes like a perfect little elbow and we were we were pretty much in between 35 and 42 feet of water
0: very cool. Tell us a little bit about the seasonalities in with that area. I know that uh, there's a huge walleye migration in Lake Erie, and uh, typically this time of year, a lot of those fish are west. Obviously, you guys had a lot of bites today. Uh, tell us about the seasonalities of that that kind of section of Lake Erie that you're fishing.
1: Okay, so the section of Lake Erie that we're fishing now, I'm a firm believer they're all local fish. I have not seen a lot of migratory fish. Like some people, everybody's obviously some guys say there's migratory fish here. I don't think there is because once the middle of July comes, and it's really hot, I mean, we're really shallow. We're like the Port Clinton side of Lake Erie. With it, Our average depth over here is like 50 feet max in Buffalo. Um, so these are a lot of local fish, and they're all healthy, four to six pounds. I mean, we caught one eight-pounder the other day, um, another nine-pounder. But, I mean, there is some big fish in Buffalo, big big females. As the seasons goes on, that migratory um, school of fish come from the west, and they work their way to the deeper water, which would be considered like northeast pennsylvania barcelona Dunkirk, new york and then once you start hitting like cataragas creek in the sturgeon it starts to shallow up and go into the buffalo end once like middle of july comes i fish out of cataragas creek and i always travel west to Dunkirk, and it's about a 9 to 14 mile run where i fish and i like to fish anywhere from 80 feet to 100 foot of water
0: and you uh you guys were just in a salmon tournament recently uh up on lake ontario tell me about that salmon tournament
1: um, I fished with my good buddy Matt Yablonsky. He is the owner of Wetnet Charters. Um, he's actually the one to inspire me to go get my license and become a guide. He's, me and him just became really close friends. He's helped me out with a lot of things, especially on Lake Ontario. Um, I was not a big Lake Ontario fisherman within the last seven years. I started fishing it like hard, as many trips as I possibly can. Uh, especially last year, I was out there, I think, 40 or 50 days straight. And it was all the way from end of march all the way until the beginning of june and then i stopped for a little bit went out of lake erie and then it came back and finished up the year in july in lake ontario um the niagara Am, we were fishing it is not an easy fishing tournament it's in the pro division it's your first 12 legal fish and it's 15 inches up and it goes by points versus weight so it's like one point per pound 10 points per fish so your goal is just get 12 fish not not twenty not a twenty pound mature king or let's get a fifteen pound steelhead. head you just need to get twelve legal fish in a box and then you get your points and then the second day you go from there.
0: That's a that's a really interesting format uh, that uh I guess it, it really behooves you to go out and, and catch as many fish as possible as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah. And your time too so you only got about six hours.
0: Yeah. So a quick deal. Where did you guys fish out of what port were you fishing out of for the tournament?
1: Well, the both ports is either Wilson or Alcott. We were out of Wilson, and we just stayed in front of the harbor. Stay what you know. Fish the water, do you charter out of. You don't want to run too far, so you stick, stick out there. And we were in between, I think, two, if I can remember, we were in about 200 feet of water all the way up to about 390 feet. And we were fishing anywhere from 10 feet down to 60 feet down.
0: Is that typically the port that you're fishing out of uh, for your yeah. charter as well?
1: Yes. Yeah. So if I'm going to run out of, for Lake Ontario, I, I go out of Wilson, yes.
0: Wilson yeah so tell me a little bit about that port I was actually out there last spring but uh, share some information kind of how that port sets up and how you're fishing out of there
1: um I like the port personally a little more than anything it's a nicer boat launch for me I mean there's no cleaning station so we do have to drive I don't clean fish on the boat I go to actual cleaning station so I do go to all cod we clean what I like about that port is that you're 12 miles from the niagara river so if you wanted to fish niagara bar you're within that and if you want to go towards alcott or oak orchard you're another i believe eight eight to ten you are oak orchard is a little bit of a hike from from wilson actually
0: so tell me a little bit about your uh, kind of your favorite setup if i was going to go on charter with you tomorrow and we're going to go fish salmon out of wilson uh what are we going to be fishing what's what's that setup going to look like
1: so i like to run two down well first of all i put a fish hawk in the water i gotta first you gotta find a temperature break um this time of the year i'm looking for a cold water i'm looking for 43 to 48 degree water i actually 46 i prefer um no matter where it is if it's 100 feet down it's 100 feet down you gotta get your lines in that cold water and that fish hawk helps you do that you try to match your top speed to your bottom speed which i try to stay between 2.6 and 2.8 miles per hour sometimes they like it a little hot three miles per hour but before I put lines in the water, I gotta find that I gotta find that temperature break, that cold water where the currents are and everything. Like Lake Ontario, where we fish, obviously you would know, Chris. It's it's green water. We have Lake Erie water coming out of Niagara River, and Lake Ontario waters cold and blue, and that's like oil and water. They don't mix. They cause tons of temperature breaks, tons of currents. Um, so if we did find the cold water, what I would do is I would run four wire rods. I would have two low dipsies and I would have two high dipsies and the high dipsies would be in the 30 to forty feet column. The low dipsies would be in the 50 to 60. And then my riggers would be the deepest, and I double stack them. Not with two rods, but I put a cheater rod on it.
0: Very good. Is this a spoon program, or what are you doing?
1: Uh, we are starting to get into the times where we're using meat rigs right now. So I would use um, – I like Spin Doctors a lot more. Uh, I believe they're 9-inch uh, Spin Doctors. I prefer White Glow, Mountain Dew, um, the Pro-Am color that – uh Tom Allen makes over at Atomic. It's like a darker green with a a white glow head on there.
0: Uh, Awesome and you talked about a little bit but uh, you know when you've got that river flowing in there you're looking for temperature but you also have some serious currents to deal with there too. Um, There's a lot of structure to the east of you and then you just have all of that that current blowing in there. Uh, Tell us about some of the kind of the challenges of fishing that area
1: it can be a headache i mean there's it's different every day i mean if you get a heavy northeast wind it might push the niagara river current way more west towards canada and certain times of year we need that green water like early spring for example late april beginning of may going into the early months of june you kind of want warmer water but then you don't and it constantly it's just on the move wherever the wind is the current goes opposite you'll be out there be flat calm and all of a sudden you get just a temperature wave rolling on by so you know, there's a temperature break right there. The Niagara River is pushing, I think it's 2,000 cubic feet a second. So the current goes for a ways, a ways. I mean, you'll get current all the way almost to the middle of the lake out by the 19 line.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the river. I mean, that's one place. You know, when I see pictures from out there, and I see the the guys that are out fishing the river. I mean, it just looks incredible to me. Uh, tell me about what a day is like fishing the Lower Niagara.
1: Um. I love the niagara river fishing that's i actually built my business on the niagara river i was just planning on being a full-time lower river guide and it turned into more than that um you never know what you're going to catch in niagara river we fish all the way up from devil's hole well, this is the lower river so the river is upper and lower but we so we're talking about the lower river right now we fish anywhere from devil's hole all the way out to the niagara bar depending on certain times of the year you usually start fishing the niagara river in october when we get a salmon run it's been iffy the past couple of years it's hit or miss, I mean, it used to be glory days, catch 20 fish, now you're catching five to 10. Um, once early November starts, that's when the river fishing is really good. I mean, you go out there to the lake trout are spawning and then you'll catch maybe 30 to 40 lake trout. And they're not small. I mean, you're getting 20, 30 pound lake trout, big lake trout. Uh, then the brown trout moving around December and we're out targeting them by the mouth of the river, actually, it's closest to the lake is where the browns usually are hanging out. And then the steelhead movement and they're all together. Um, but the Niagara River, I mean, you get monster walleye, you get monster steelhead, you get giant lake trout, you get everything in there. You really never know what you're gonna catch. You hook into a small mouth in the middle of January, February, and then all of a sudden you got a muskie in your line. So and the scenery alone is gorgeous down there.
0: Right. That's the thing that I see is is the scenery. And I mean it just be like it'd be really fun to get a picture with a fish just in yeah. this area. Tell yeah. me a little bit about how you're targeting those fish when you're fishing in there in the winter time in the wintertime.
1: So I use different methods. They're pretty much all the same. They're on a three-way rig on a seven, seven seven and a half foot rod, like a medium light, medium fast action spinning rod. I don't use bait casters because sometimes people get intimidated by them. Uh, so what we do is we have a three-way swivel. I don't have them here, for example, but if we have a three-way, obviously it comes out like a T, and I use a Thunder Mist swivel, which the middle will turn. And what I would do, here's my main line coming down, and I use all mono. I don't use braids. Some guys prefer braids a little more sensitive. I think just get a sensor more rod. I do a one-foot lead to a pencil sinker, which would be an ounce and 3 quarters, to two-ounce. And then I do a six to seven-foot lead to a size 12 Blackbird hook. And some days I'm putting an eight, ten millimeter bead on there, depending on water clarity with a minnow, sometimes just the bead itself. Uh, especially in November, we're usually bead fishing. And you, what you're doing is you're hugging the bottom. You're literally keeping that sinker as much as you can until it bounces the bottom up and down. And you don't want to drag and you just want to tick in every little wave you can as close to the bottom as possible is the best keep keep your presentation as natural as it can and then once december january february come which february is my favorite time of the year it's a little more challenging it's colder um you're most likely you're going to get more steelhead than anything and we're using egg sacs and our dominant color for egg sacs is pink and i tie in the size of a nickel and the it's a dime depending on the water clarity i won't go no bigger than a nickel if you pop them in the nose when they're going to hit it. And um, you pretty much, you don't set the hook. You just let them take it because you're using such a tiny, tiny hook. You'll pull it right out of your mouth.
0: So this is rod, rod in hand kind of work. Yes, you're out there in the river. Um, you know, there's a lot of, obviously, a lot of current in that river, especially in the lower side. Uh, how do you kind of handle boat control in those kind of situations?
1: Uh, we use bob mount trolling motors. I have a 72-inch, 36-volt, 112-pound thrust on this new boat, I was using a Trova. I don't think a difference between the two. I prefer to have the Trova over y'all tear in the winter because that gas piston could freeze on you, rumor I heard. Um, but it's just on off, to you keep your, if you're using bait, you keep your boat pointed into the current, your bow in there, and you're going on off and you're watching your lines. If you're going behind the boat or in front of the boat, you need to slow down or speed up, keep your line straight up and down as possible. Now, if I'm gonna pull plugs, which is a whole nother thing we do, you use the same setup as you did with a shorter lead, like a four or five foot lead. And I use uh, Yakima Bait Maglips. And I take the front hook off, and they're a size 3.0 with um, a slinky weight, which is like common. guys know about it in the Salmon River. They're just a uh, paracord with a pencil. Not pencil. It's, I um, what the heck, am I trying to make a split shot inside of it. And what that would do is when the drags on the bottom, it'll flex on the rocks so it don't snag. Because you want that lure digging into the rocks on the bottom
0: very cool what's that like out there I and mean, i know this is a fishery that a lot of people know about a lot of people want to go out there and get on these fish um is this uh kind of a, a like a, a battleground out there or do you got some room out there what's it like out in the river that time of year
1: um november the month of october not a battleground at all it's mostly all guides that have to phone up in devil's hole um you really got to know what you're doing up there the current's constantly changing the water levels going up and down and I don't recommend it for anybody going in there unless you're you're with somebody and knows how to navigate the water or you're with a local guide. Um, month of October is like battle fishing. It is because you're below Devil's Hole in the yard park side where the water is a little faster, but it's still calm. And once, once deer season really starts going full swing in New York, it, you don't see nobody out there. And it's just all local guides. I mean, a busy day would probably be 15 boats, 15, 20 boats on the river. And that's all, they're all guides. Maybe one or two occasional fun fishermen.
0: Yeah, that seems to be in my neck of the woods when the fishing gets good, too, is once the deer season opens, uh, you know, you kind of get the lakes yourself. It's a good yeah. time out there. Yep. Uh, tell tell me a little bit about fishing the, the other side of the river, uh, the upper river. What's that like?
1: So, the upper river, is re- it's actually, the best thing I think about the upper river is the muskie fishing. If you're going to go out there, it's in October, November, it's when the muskie are starting to spawn the most. I think that's It's the best fishery for muskie in our local area. And I don't do it too much. I prefer not to. Um, The smallmouth bass fishing is phenomenal. If you can't get out on Lake Erie, say it's a really bad day, small craft advisory. We do go into the uh, the upper Niagara. And you catch five, six-pound smallmouth in there. The fishery is just as good. You get a lot of walleye as well because it is connected to Lake Erie and it's separated by Niagara Falls.
0: How are you targeting those muskies?
1: Uh, Again, like I said, I'm not i'm not too big into it but i have done it a lot of guys up here we use live suckers and we're using like 10 12 inch suckers with big big colorado blades plain silver with um like an english rig what you would do is you hook it on the back of the, on the sucker fish and it's like a worm harness but it's one giant hook with a treble on the back end of it and it's just got a big colorado blade and we're three ways uh, swiveling it as well bottom bouncing and dragging drifting with the current
0: very cool. So you're a multi-species, multi-waterway angler charter. Um, yeah. How do you how do you kind of make that decision? I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things that you know if, if you've got a big boat and it's sitting in one port, well, you know what you're doing every day when you get up. But uh, when you've got so many different options, uh, what's that like for you? Is is do you think that it's a detriment almost having so many options to go for to choose to choose from when you're going to go on the water?
1: Uh, yeah, sometimes it can be a little too overwhelming. Um, there's times, like I said, you're in Lake Erie, and the next day somebody calls you, or that night if you're open the next day, like, we want to go catch kings. You're like, damn. If you're not out there, it, it, it's a learning curve. You got to know where the fish are. So you kind of call your buddies that are out there full time and you ask them where they're at. And you get a general idea. You don't know exactly. They move, fish move all the time. Um, I like it, though. I like going from lake to lake because I'm, I'm ready for the next change always. Like, if I'm on Lake Erie for 10 days, I kind of want to so i'm ready to go on lake ontario and watch your bots bend and hear drag screaming on them so it's a little more uh productive more than walleye it's a lot more faster pace and keeps you on your toes a lot more
0: and and again you're uh, a small boat charter so you're running you know a, a trailerable boat so your typical charter is going to be two three guys on on board with you
1: um usually averages two to three i do take up to four i have taken five five is a little in this boat, it's not bad. It is a little tight, but in the last boat, it wasn't doable at all. Um, like I said, like you said as well, the average guy is two to three people, and it's it's actually pretty nice. And I do like smaller boats a little more because it is more versatile. Like say, if you guys booked a charter, you didn't want to go out in six, seven footers on Ontario. I'd be like, well, Lake Erie's calm. You guys want to go catch fish? And instead, of I wasn't wasn't dedicated to one marina. I can go anywhere I want.
0: Yeah, that, that's another. That's obviously a big advantage of having that small boat. You can pick up and go somewhere where you can get on the water. And if it's really bad, you know, go fish the river or something. It yeah. keeps your keeps your dates keeps you from losing your dates out there. How much teaching goes on on your charters? I mean, are you out there and really helping these guys learn how to understand how to catch the fish, or is it just kind of more or less? Uh, you know, here's the rod reeling the fish.
1: Um, it's hit or miss. I have some customers that come out with me and they don't really care. What you're doing or what you're doing just to catch them a fish they just want to reel in fish and i get guys that are local people that have boats and they want to learn a thing or two because they're not doing as well so they ask every little detail from how do you tie your how do you tie your knots all the way like why would you set your rigger out 100 feet back with a worm harness on there or 30 or 20 feet closest to the ball for a salmon with a spoon on it um it's it's variety it's a mixed pack of people doing that but most of the time i'm explaining everything what's going on so they can Kind of educate themselves. If I'm not paying attention, they see a rod go. They're not waiting for me to grab it. And the fish is gone. They 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 kind of know what they're looking for.
0: Well, Captain, I uh, really appreciate you coming on today, hanging out with us for a little yeah, bit. Uh, is there something I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about today?
1: oh uh, no, not that's. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me on the show.
0: All right, it's Captain Richard Brant, and he is from Real Action Charters. And Richard, you're also on the Instagram. Tell us a little bit about. Uh, your IG and how maybe people can reach out to you other than that website.
1: Um, well, you can just shoot me a message on Instagram. It's Real Action Charters nine five, and uh, I have Facebook it's Real Action Charters. And just rebuilt the website. I have to take down the the charter dot com. It's actually www dot dot biz. It's a newer site. It's a lot better. Uh, new logo. All that. All the tons of prices. Better pictures of more fish as well. Um, on the front page, there is a new fish on there that is pretty big in the area. We did catch a 27-pound brown trout out of Wilson last year in August. Wow. So hopefully, you can come with me and you can try to do the same.
0: Yeah, that sounds, sounds good, going yeah. after a 20-plus-pound brown. I got to go check that out myself. Yeah. All right, Captain Richard Brandt, really appreciate you coming on. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening this time. We'll talk to you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.